Welcome to the Queer Confidence Podcast, the podcast to help you become your most confident queer self. I'm your host, he, she, they, Coach Alex Ray, and I haven't always been this confident. In fact, I used to be super insecure. And through this show, I want to share with you what's worked for me, my clients, and my guests so that you can become more confident. Hello, my unicorns. Ah, today I am back with another guest for you. And also, this episode is capping off um, what you know now as the Queer Confidence Podcast. And so a couple of things to celebrate today, um, but we'll get into that uh, at the very end, I think. Um, let's just focus on the topic at hand. Uh, I have with me today Cole Teeter. He is my assistant for like everything <laughs> within within the business and i'm so thankful to have him he's such an incredible human not only is he just like an amazing help if you need an assistant let him know um but really he's just a phenomenal human and i've really enjoyed getting to know him and i can't wait for you all to get to know him even more today so cole welcome to the podcast thank you thank you happy to be here Yes. If it weren't for you, we wouldn't even have this podcast like getting published online anyway. <laughs> it's kind of true. It's very <laughs> weird for me to think about, but it is kind of true. Yes. <laughs> You're creating your own work right now. <laughs> I know. I feel very, uh, what is it? Inception. Like what's happening? <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, great. I'm so glad you could be on here today. We were chatting, what was it like maybe a month ago? about um what it's like being queer in rural america and how mm-hmm. most of what we see within the news the media et cetera, et cetera, like everything that we see through media about the queer community pretty much is all about being queer in the big cities new york la etc mm-hmm. um and there's i don't see media that talks about the experience of all of the queer people that we have not in the big cities yes and i honestly think that does both the queer and the straight community disservice like straight people assume that we're not here so they can just hate say it but get away with things um and the queer community doesn't have people saying, yep, we're out here just doing our thing. And this is a, an option, right? Like, Mm -hmm. um, I remember having a conversation with my mother, uh, after I came out, um, and after it took her some time to accept the fact I, uh, in identity, I am both trans and I guess you could say bisexual or pansexual. I'm just kind of like people are people and it doesn't matter. Um, but anyway, I had come out to her as both those. It took her some time, several years for her to like accept it. But one of the conversations we had after she had sort of come around to accepting it was uh, she was urging me to move to Chicago. I uh, had grown up. I grew up. I grew up and I still live in a semi-rural era area of Wisconsin, just outside of Milwaukee. And I live now about 20 minutes away from where I grew up. 
So it's kind of in the same area. And uh, a lot of my experience with the queer community was in Milwaukee because that was the nearest big city. But my mom, I think, thinks there weren't any queer people in Milwaukee either and that I should just go to Chicago where everybody will accept me and life will be fine. Right. That's how it works. <laughs> oh, yeah. Exactly. And I actually did consider it. And I realized later that it might have been interesting for a while, but it is not the place where I want to live my life. Mm. Like, I'm just not a city kid. And partly it's because I now have a bit of a menagerie of animals. I have a horse, I have nine chickens, two cats, and two dogs. <laughs> so not I'm a bit of a farm kid. <laughs> not very convenient to have all those things uh, in Chicago. No, probably wouldn't happen. Not at all. Although uh, it was really funny. Um, my husband, whom I was dating at the time when we bought this house, um, he, when we were looking at houses, he was very insistent. Like he was not moving. We lived in a suburb, a city-ish, one of the bigger suburbs of Milwaukee. And he was adamant. He's like, I do not want to be any more uh, closer to the city than we are now. Like we're we're mm. moving, we're moving out of the city to one degree or another. And then after we bought the place and we we built we uh, got the chickens and we built our own chicken coop and we did all this stuff not too long after we bought the house and he text me one day and he's like did you ever think you would live at a, on a place where we'd have all these animals and all this stuff and i'm like i texted him back i just said yes <laughs> and i think he was a little bit floored like he didn't expect all of it but i was like no this is totally according to plan like yeah i didn't have a plan but like i'm like nope this is my life this is how i want to be Mm-hmm. So it was pretty funny. He was a bit more of a city kid growing up than I was. So maybe that was why it was the disconnect. But it was pretty funny when I just said yes. Like, he didn't expect that at all. <laughs> it also, I think it just goes to show, like, hello, being queer does not equal your interests, your likes, your, uh, like, your our personalities yes. are, don't just revolve yes. around our queer identity. Yes, that has been, that is always really interesting to me because, like, why can't I be a queer kid that likes having animals and living out in the country and having raccoons walk through my yard? And, like, why why should those things be different? I always mm-hmm. really had trouble with that. Like, I just, I just, I don't know. It wasn't something that ever like stuck for me. I'm like, I'm all these things at the same time. And unfortunately you just got to deal with it. (laughs) How about fortunately? I mean, thank you for not being just one dimensional. You're welcome. (laughs) Like, I think you're welcome. Yeah. Um, Thanks for being you. All right. Well, that you're definitely welcome for that. Yeah. (laughs) So, but But yeah, I I just find it really interesting 
that is this is not part of the larger narrative. Um, I'm just thinking off the top of my head. I mean, we do have we have neighbors. One of our neighbors, I I've never asked, and that's part of I think living a bit early is it's like kind of still a little bit of like don't ask, don't tell. Mm. Um, and I've got one neighbor that's two women who we've become friends with and because our dogs love each other our two dogs and they've got one dog but it's two women who own a house and like i think uh, i mean i have no reason to disbelieve that they're in a relationship but we never talk about it like we've never said anything to them and they've never said anything to us either but we do wear wedding rings like the both of us and we walk our dogs like twice a day every day like we do vaguely coupley things, although we, I mean, we are, neither of us are particularly queer presenting either. Like, mm-hmm. we don't have, there's no rainbows on our cars. Like, and I don't make any particular effort to present in a straight way. Um, I do notice that I get, read more readily like if if the topic comes up i am more readily read as at least queer compared to my husband mm. but um it is a bit of like don't ask don't tell like i've just noticed in our neighborhood here where it's just you're fine like we've never had any direct uh confrontation with like neighbors or anybody at the store or anything like that but we aren't super like, if you squint, you can tell, but if you, are, like, don't want to know, it's not obvious. And I don't know if that's just natural uh, part of our personalities or if that's part of just having, uh, uh, being in sort of a sometime, it's not a, I don't know. It's hard for me to make a comparison. Is it a directly hostile environment? A lot of people might think so. Like politically it can be a bit rough mm-hmm. uh if you're especially if you're more left leaning mm-hmm. um but i've never had any directly like i've never had anybody confront me and say you're queer get out of here or anything Good. like that so that's my sort of overall perspective on being queer in the country i think I'm so glad you shared that because I feel like that's not what you just shared is not um, the narrative that we hear. I think for people that don't live in rural areas, people that live more in cities, like I'm, I'm used to hearing the, how scary it is to live in the country Mm -hmm. and like, you know, maybe, maybe it would be if you chose to be, more uh more of a vibrant unicorn <laughs> like yes i you know yeah but also like that's not who you are that's not how you want to be you i don't you don't yeah. prance around in tutus all day no. right no. just in private no <laughs> yeah <laughs> just while <laughs> while riding horses yeah. um but yeah i i think what we're hopefully what everyone gets to hear from this conversation today is that queer people come in every single 
variety and flavor and that no matter where you personally lie on that spectrum, you are not wrong and you don't need to be more of anything else that you aren't like just be you and you are perfectly queer enough as you are. Exactly. I think, uh, I think I went through a point where I wasn't sure that it was, I wasn't sure whether like, I was supposed to do something like I was supposed to represent somehow. And I've sort of let that go in terms of I'm just going to be me. And I've had people ask me somewhat friendly questions, somewhat invasive questions. Um, For a time I was um, working at a homeless shelter and I would work there on weekends and people would ask me for whatever reason in that environment, I think people would get a little bit bored, especially on the weekends and they would ask questions. Right. And um, I remember getting some nice questions and some kind of rude questions. And I don't think. Do you have any like examples that you're okay with sharing? Like, I'm I'm just wondering what these questions questions are that are rude i uh i think well being trans just about any question about surgeries or like medical information feels really uncomfortable yeah um i so these people knew yes so they were aware like and even before i did much in the way of physical transition i would I would pass for male sort of mm. sometimes kind of intermittently. It really, it was very weird, but, um, but then I would get all these questions like, Oh, did you do this? Did you do that? And those questions are quite invasive and rude. I feel, um, not everybody, some people are perfectly willing to answer those questions, but, um, it was really uncomfortable at the time. Uh, yeah. I mean, and- no, one, no one asks, non-trans people like hey what what what's your medical history right what surgeries have you had in your life do you have your wisdom teeth still like (laughs) i don't know it would just be weird if we went around asking those things so it's yes yeah absolutely it's no one's business they can share it if they want want to but like um i mean and i have shared it in relative you know when it is pertinent relevant to the conversation and the people that i'm with i feel like i would be safe to share that information with like, yeah. that's not, I don't have a problem doing that, but it is very relevant to the situation and the people that you're around. Yeah. So the stranger but, that you just met at the homeless shelter really doesn't need to know. They're just absolutely. like very curious slash. Well, I, I don't know. Maybe that's it. Maybe they are just very curious, but like, okay, like just keep your question to yourself. It's not. <laughs> I just, like yes. And I think at, you know, at the time especially I think it's like one of those when you're the first trans person that somebody has met, they sort of like offload all those questions that they have onto you. Yeah. And um, I don't like in day to day life, I'm not very open about it at all. Like I just, I don't talk about it. Um, And that's partly because all of that is, I just kind of feel like it's nobody's business. I, Mm -hmm. it's just, 
uh, I am perfectly happy to be like, I have uh, just set up a new profile on Mastodon. And I put in there that I'm trans because partly because connecting to other people in the circles that I'm in there who are trans is important to me. But it's like, mm-hmm. I don't talk about it on my timeline. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I feel like representation is important and standing up and saying, yep, I'm part of your community. But like, that doesn't mean that discussing all the details is like an appropriate thing to do in all contexts. Yes. I mean, what even is the difference between that and just sharing any other like personal, personal medical information such as like, Oh, you know, I, I can talk in general generalities about my ADHD, but no one needs to know every single like trauma that I've ever experienced because of it. How about like my depression, right? Like there are multiple things that like you can share the surface level with people, but most people don't really need to know all the details of that. Um, Yeah. Yeah, and for sure. Yeah. So it you're ab this a hundred percent makes sense. Also, like no one walks around just like at the grocery store being like, Hi, I am depressed, or I have depression. Here's what I'm medicated with, right? Like no yeah, one's like, doing that. Yeah. So there's no reason that anyone who's trans should be doing that and going dancing around telling everyone, hey, here's yeah, exactly. Hi, I'm I'm trans, and also here's what that means for me. <laughs> right? Exactly. It it's it's uh, I think. I think it's funny because we uh, sometimes I do have I feel a little bit guilty because it's like I kind of can fl- I fly under the radar in some in some senses because I'm not like I don't have a sticker on my car and I don't walk around with although as much as I love rainbow stuff like I don't walk around with rainbow clothing like mm-hmm. I don't uh, represent but it's not I don't know I it's. Uh, also, I really just don't want to deal with the potential confrontation that may result. Yeah. And I think things have improved in some sense, but also then again, a couple of uh when school started, the school district, one of the school districts, well, excuse me. One of the school districts in the area was like banning the use of preferred pronouns like in the high mm. school. Oh I'm God. like I was lowered and uh so i feel like things have improved on some level like there are people in the area local people that i have come out to through uh work or other things that may know some more like they know i'm married to a man and um you know there's other so there are it does come up and i'm not shy when questioned but i think it is a balancing act. And I think it's a different balancing act here than it is in other areas, a other areas of the country. Mm -hmm. And just, uh, you know, like if I lived 40 minutes away where I'm closer to the city, I think it would be a different balancing act, but I think it's just being aware that if, you know, if presenting very clearly to you is a priority, you're going to have different concerns when you live here versus when you live in the 
you know, when you live in the city. And I wish that that was different. Like, I wish that that wasn't true. Yeah. But I just don't, you have to be aware, you know, you have to take responsibility for your own, own safety too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And also I just want to add in there because I think there is this sort of element of our culture that has kind of shamed this. I, there is absolutely nothing wrong with presenting however you want you just because you're queer does not mean you were supposed to or that it would be better for you or that you would be a better queer person (laughs) for like walking around with stickers on you like yeah there's there's nothing everyone gets to choose the how they actually want to present in life whether they're queer or not it doesn't make any sense that we would mm-hmm. then put pressure on everyone in our community to be like, okay, well, you really need to lead with this part of your identity. There's so many parts to every single human. Mm-hmm. Some of us, it's a part that we really like making the forefront. Mm-hmm. Some of us, it's a part that we really like letting just fade to the background. Yeah, Neither one's better. Neither one's right or wrong. I think that's tough. I think, especially... So I came of sort of came out, came of age around the early 2000s. And there was a lot of pressure at the time because the, you know, marriage equality hadn't um, passed. Mm -hmm. There was a lot of pressure at the time, I feel like, to be loud and be, you know, seen and be counted. Mm -hmm. And that has passed. That has gone down, I think, in some ways. Um although a lot of the backlash against trans people um, has put some pressure. I feel like there is some pressure on people that are, you know, adult grown, settled and, you know, that, that you should be representing that you should. And I honestly don't think in general, I don't think that, anybody should feel pressured to present or talk about or do things that they're not comfortable with. But I still, there is still some, I feel like some extent external pressure that I've taken on and put out placed on myself that says, Oh, you should be louder about it. You should, you know, do these things. And I don't, um, I don't feel like that's fair. I don't think, uh, you know, like, it's a tough balance and I wish that as minorities, it wasn't our responsibility, you know, to, to, uh, make the change, but I don't think, I don't see any other option. Like I just, so for the people that are willing to be out and loud and present in their communities, like, you have my undying gratitude. You do. Because we need the people that are willing to do that. It's just that I am not, I'm per- like I said, I'm perfectly willing to talk about it, but it's not at the forefront of my day-to-day life. Yeah. And, um, yeah. I think I 100% agree with you. I mean, it's similar with politics. Like, I don't want to be a politician. Right. My (laughs) at all, (laughs) but we all, (laughs) we can all have opinions. We can all share them. We can all help drive things toward 
a direction we think is right or better mm-hmm. in our mm-hmm. own way. And that doesn't mean that we all have to be activists in the same way. So yeah, that is a yeah. very unfair pressure that I should not be on anyone. Yeah. yeah. Um, I wanted to ask you, so like, what is, what do you actually love about your experience of being queer in rural America? I, hmm, I really enjoy the peace and quiet. Like, I just, when I, I remember when I first started dating my husband, he, he had an apartment that was definitely more in the city, and um, I would go, there was times where I would go back and forth between my my uh, parents' house out here and then his apartment. And I remember coming ho- home to my parents' house and just going, it's so quiet. And it's just like, just physically quiet. And then mm. um, I also, I really enjoy the fact that my, I can't see into any of my neighbor's windows. <laughs> <laughs> like... Uh, it was really funny when we were looking for a house because that was like one of the requirements that my husband had. Like, I don't want to be able to see into anybody's windows, like, period, yeah. full stop. And um, I had a conversation with our one next door neighbor. So the house we bought, we bought it from some flippers and they had renovated the entire interior of the house and they'd also put a garage up and it's a separate garage. So it's a, it's like between our kitchen and our neighbor's kitchen. And apparently, before they put that garage up, I found out from my neighbor that she could see directly into our kitchen. Oh, lovely. So I was like, okay, well, that was, I guess, good to know. We dodged a bit of a bullet there. Um, <laughs> I just remember that specifically being a requirement. And then, like, her ma- mentioning that, and that was a couple of years after we moved into the house, right? And oh, her mentioning no. that, and I, and I just laughed because I was like, that, that was really funny how that happened and we were super lucky to find this house it was it's uh we're on an acre and um it's in an older neighborhood so it has a smaller house and since we weren't planning on having kids we didn't want a big house like we were just Mm -hmm. like i do not want the maintenance and upkeep of having a large house so we found a smaller house on a bigger lot which is exactly what we're looking for and um i i just uh laughed because uh that was one of those things that was so central to when as we were going through houses and like looking at pictures and all the things like we had all we had this checklist of like we'd really like it to be at least an acre and we don't want neighbors too close and all of these things and i love where we ended up um because we do have we do have a bit of a neighborhood like we have um maybe 20 houses that are pretty close but past that there's farm fields mm-hmm. and um i just am so grateful for the f- place we found we found this place we were able to buy it and all of the things happened so like in perfect alignment for uh, for that to happen for us um what else do I love? I really love actually driving my car. 
Mm. Like getting in the car and having a place to go where I can just kind of like put the pedal down and just go. Like Mm -hmm. that was part of my growing up that I missed living in the city. Like, yeah, there's somewhere to go. Uh, And I honestly, I really love the countryside in Wisconsin. We have these like beautiful rolling hills in some areas. We have, uh, it's just a really unexpectedly beautiful place to live. I've had multiple people comment on like how pretty it is here. We have four seasons that, you know, change things up. I'm not a super huge fan of winter, but um, I do enjoy the snow when we get it. Um, What else do I love living out here? Um, Yeah, I just and I think I love the ability. I love having animals. and I honestly, I'm really grateful for the neighborhood we live in. People are relatively friendly, like, but not invasive. I sort of feel like we dodged a bit of a bullet on that. Like, nobody is, like, trying to get all up in our business and watch us and, you know, all those things. So um, we do, we're, we have a town that's pretty close where there's a couple, there's a we have a Starbucks and another coffee shop and a, you know, and a grocery store. So things are at least where we're at right now, things are somewhat close. We're not so far out, but um, yeah, I just, it was just living in an apartment feels like you have, there's a part of me that felt like I had to be like turned on all the time because mm-hmm. having people around all the time. And um, now I feel like, like this morning, I went out my PJs to take the dog out to pee. And like, would I do that when I lived in town? No, I wouldn't. You know. Well, I'm the weirdo that out. walks around in a bright ass pink bathrobe, and <laughs> all the neighbors are like, "What's going on?" <laughs> <laughs> I aspire to that, but I just nope, not there yet. <laughs> Again, it's okay. I I wear the queer card proudly. <laughs> all right. No, absolutely. I'm not- I'm not the weirdest thing they ever saw, though. I was FaceTiming my boyfriend the other day, and he's like, are you walking the dog in your bathroom in your neighborhood? I was like, (laughs) yeah. I'm not the weirdest thing they'll see. As I said that, as I said that, I look up, and this woman riding a bike with a macaw, those big parrots sitting on her shoulder. She's riding past. She screams out, I love your bathrobe! And I love that you are wearing it. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, you know what? Look, there's a lady riding a bike with a four foot long parrot. Um, I'm, I'm really not the the most interesting thing out here. Okay. (laughs) Point made. (laughs) Check. Oh my gosh. Uh, That is funny. And I like, I, uh, Sometimes I wish there was somebody stranger than us out here. There probably is. They exist <laughs> somewhere. I just haven't seen them yet. Um, although there is, there was this little old lady, like, couldn't be more than 5'10", or no, not 5'10", 4'10", like, mm-hmm. little old lady who used to walk her Great Dane in town. Like, 
it looked like the dog weighed more than she did. Mm. And I loved seeing her out there. She's just walking along and her dog is just like walking along next to her. And they were just so cute. Um, but we don't have, we just don't have that kind of a thing around. And I, I, I do kind of miss it a little bit. Like, just like the what factor? What's happening? <laughs> right. The people watching. Yeah. Oh, my God. Well, I have one more question for you. And okay. that is, like, what would it, what would you like to see um, be portrayed more, um, whether it be in media or whatever, more about what it's like being queer in rural America? I would just like to see it normalized more. Yeah. So I, I can, I'm unfortunately, I don't keep up that well in like media, but the portrayals of queer people, rural queer people, in my experience, like things I've seen have been kind of awful. Like mm -hmm. uh, when Matthew Shepard was murdered, uh, that was very present. I was coming of age at that point. And then the other movie, Boys Don't Cry, came out just as I was sort of figuring out the trans thing. And those were terrifying things to see as a young queer person. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, I I would just like to, I would just like to see a show that's maybe you know maybe not about queer people but that just normalizes yep we're out here we're just doing our thing we don't bother people you know we're just you know we're just living our life we don't need to be i don't i mean i would just like to see it present more not necessarily in a tokenizing way but like just have people show up and like make it that doesn't need to be super obvious. Like a lot of us aren't super obvious. Mm. Like, so, you know, just normalize it, just have it be present. And I just, um, if there's any examples of that and people want to tell me about it, I'd love to see it. But um, yeah, I like the experience I've had in media has just been like, Oh, it's completely awful. And you're going to be dead. <laughs> right. <laughs> You'll get oh. shot. Yeah. The end. Yeah. Yeah. Although I will say that I do not go into bars around here. We have a lot of bars in Wisconsin, but um, not at least not much. We do have one bar that has really, really good food we go to sometimes. But um, yeah, I would just like to see it show up um, in a way that's not tokenizing or like patronizing, but just like, yep, it's normal. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Well, thank you for starting that here today. I feel like we accomplished that. It's just normal. There's nothing like all that weird and crazy and different about being a queer person in a rural area. You just have the same difference in many ways that like non-queer people have in city living versus rural living, but like, right. Yeah. You're not exactly. some kind of weird ass, strange swamp monster. Right. Um, <laughs> right. 
So thank you. Is there any like final encouragement or reminder that you want to give our listeners today? Um, I just want to say like to people that if, if you do not want to live in the city, then don't just decide Mm. what it is you're willing, you know, don't be, don't assume that the only way to be queer is to live in a city where, you know, uh, that you will not be accepted at all. If you live out in the country, I really have, I don't think have, um, had any particularly horrible experiences and I think it's an option. I mean, I wouldn't blindly say, oh, there's no risk to it. I don't think that that we are as a country and as a society, I don't think we're there yet. I wish we were, but I don't, I don't want to discourage anybody that says like, look, I want to have like a little farm or I want to not live right on top of my neighbors or, you know, whatever it is that you want, I think it's an option for you and just, you know, decide to go for it. I love it. That's what you want. Go for it. That is, that is the message like we all need is, isn't it? Yes. I don't, and I think that's true for a lot of things. Like, just decide what it is you want and go for it. Don't assume that just because you don't see anybody else doing it, that it's not possible. Like, it mm. is possible. It's always possible. Yeah. Uh, I love it. Cole, thank you so much for being here today. And thank you so much for helping normalize being queer in rural America or rural anywhere for that matter. Yeah. Um, yeah. And for just sharing sharing parts of yourself with us today. I appreciate you, you being here. You are so welcome. Happy to be here. Love it. Um, and we can give everyone just like a sneaky sneak preview of what our plan is. So we're going to be changing the format of the podcast slightly yeah. um, to give you all what what I believe is going to be a more polished, more fun, more informative, more useful, um, consistent, and... I don't know any more adjectives. Content. <laughs> those are good. Those are good ad- ad- adjectives. I like those. Okay, great. <laughs> and um, so you and I are going to be spending some time over the next month, like doing some planning, right? And mm-hmm. um, contacting guests and such. And mm-hmm. so everyone, thank you so much for being on this journey with us. Thank mm-hmm. you for listening to the podcast and um, have some patience with us. We will be back um, by the beginning of February, maybe a yep. little bit sooner and can't wait for what 2023 has to offer. Yeah. I'm really excited. I think it's going to be fun. Yeah. Anything else that you want to add as far as the podcast goes? Uh, I would love any feedback like if people do have thoughts um ideas anything like that definitely reach out to us i think the email address is support at coachalexray.com yep that'll go to us or podcast at coachalexray.com either okay okay Mm -hmm. yeah um so yeah if if you have ideas especially ideas for guests or topics we'd love Mm -hmm. to hear it awesome 
And yeah. do you have any like links or anything that you want to share with our listeners today? Um, you don't I, do a lot of social medias, so I didn't know if there was anyone that you were like. I I've been doing a lot of this mastodon thing lately, so okay. I will give that I will give that out, um, and I will put a link in the show notes because I'm going to say it, and you're going to be like, "What?" <laughs> um, <laughs> so my handle is at the cat was not at hackerroom.io, and it's a tech foes tech focused instance there but if you are on mastodon you know that like they're all sort of interconnected and you can follow from just about you could follow from just about anywhere um and i like i said i will put a link to that in the show notes because it's kind uh mastodon is a little bit confusing but it's kind of like twitter yeah perfect all right, I will give you all one little sales pitch here because I do want to make sure that you are getting the support you need, especially during this um, holiday season. So while we are taking a break from the podcast, the membership is going to be going strong and we would absolutely love to have you in there. It's an incredible space where you're going to get support from me. I'm going to be working with you directly in there. And you're also going to get the opportunity to uh, get support from your fellow mm-hmm peers so if you're needing a little extra support this holiday season and you want to get some extra something something especially while the podcast is taking a break come on in. it is the best space to do it Mm -hmm. and we have so much fun in there we would love to have you join us and uh that's it i'll leave it right there and i hope to see you inside it's so much fun come join us It really is. And I also just want to say thank you all for being such loyal listeners and being with us through this journey. I'm so excited for this next chapter and thanks for coming along on it with us. So as a special thank you, we are gifting you all 50% off of your first month of the membership. All you need to do is use the code that is down in the show notes of this episode and that code will be available until the podcast resumes. And thanks for being here again, Cole. I so appreciate you. You're welcome. Thank you. You're welcome. Yep. We'll see everyone next year. Bye. Bye. If you enjoyed this episode, don't keep it to yourself. Share it with a friend so they too can become more confident. You can also help more people find the show by leaving a five-star review wherever you listen. And if you want to become a more confident queer with support from yours truly, head to coachalexray.com or use the link down in the show notes. I'm looking forward to working with you. 